Hi, it's us again, Kingdom Speak. Welcome back to another episode. This week, let's talk about mercy and judgment. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Check that out. How's everybody doing? I'm trying to get my uh, trusty, you know, AirPods. When we press record, you should try to be ready. I can only hear it on one side. Okay, now you only have one in. Now that your ears are ready, why don't we start the show? There we are. Hey, everyone! Welcome to Kingdom Speed. The producer's ready. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. premium. Yeah. Remember. you used to say Bishop that. Tommy you don't Johnson say that no more. In a leadership session, he said, "If you start on time, you're late." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. So you know, yep. like when we start, you should try to. What do you say? He doesn't say anymore. I think it's Bishop Lambeth said that if you're five minutes early, you're late. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. What do I not say anymore? I don't premium content. Ask. This is premium content. Don't yeah. kid yourselves. Yeah. Three o'clock Friday. Every Friday, three o'clock. It is. Two PM Eastern. One PM Central. Keep going. I know I'm done there. <laughs> <laughs> GMT. What's that? I don't know. That's the What's GMT stand for? GMT Hey, Mountains. we did get some chirping back Mountain this time. week over the um Lions Club. You guys are like so wrong on that. Like, dead wrong. Because someone sends a personal anecdote about the Lions Club. It does not vindicate us. It does. You guys no, said that it was not no. an international organization. It is clearly In my world, it is not an or- international organization. It clearly is an international organization. We choose not to recognize we even it. Had, we had fellow Canadians bringing it out. Mm-hmm. You, how can you say her name? You know her name? No. Nope. Oh, yes. I'll, Oh, not her again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. God Sister bless her. Sister Young. <laughs> God bless her. How could we forget? So someone else is listening, and in, in addition to Canadians, <clears throat> how about Jamaicans? Come on. Yeah. Who are king of speakers? Speaking of Jamaica. Jamaicans. Boy, could we do a podcast conference in Jamaica? Oh. Could we, we ever? We would, oh. we would have oh. to have some coffee. Oh. Get us some sure. of that. Blue Mountain Coffee while we're at it. Now, there's a great idea. Hallelujah. So, listen to this. It says, love this podcast. Greetings from Jamaica. I've enjoyed this podcast for months now. But since I was on Spotify, I was sure my review wouldn't have gotten on the show. And it says in brackets, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Does it say Derek or Doric? No, no, Derek. They spelled it. They did it all the right D, way. They spelled it right. D-E-R-R-I-C-K. Yeah, that's right. E. That the aside. <laughs> A-U-G-H-T. That aside, <clears throat> the discussions have been refreshing, challenging, enlightening, and just awesome. God bless you all, and I hope to visit Plastrock oh. one day. But until then, can I get an amen? And oh, That yeah. is from Alistair Williams on Apple Podcast Jamaica. So we will definitely say amen. Amen. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So thank you for listening all the way from Jamaica. We love our Jamaican audience. And man, 
There's nothing like a good cup of Jamaican blue. Jamaican blue. Oh, where it's at. Yep. Man, it's good stuff. Good Not so everything that says Jamaican blue is. Uh, I've been disappointed by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, when you get a real one, is it is it kind of like all the beef in this burger is 100% beef? <laughs> yeah. They're just intentionally yeah. not referring to the other 65% of filler. Yep. Yeah, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Mm. So yeah, it when you see wonder. something, oh, Jamaican blue, yeah, and then you read the, the fine three print, beans, five percent, yeah. you know, yeah. blend. Yes, it's a blend. Yes, mm-hmm. single source Jamaican blue, <laughs> or Hawaiian Kona. Oh yeah, have you done? Have you? I've have done, you done them both. Done them oh, both. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every and once in a while, if you ask me which one I prefer, I say both. <laughs> <laughs> I so. prefer whatever you bought me. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> free. Woo. Yeah, man. Does it yeah. ever taste good when it's uh, free? Uh, Woo. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when right. when we give them the text for today, people are going to, if they're driving down the road, they might just I hope, uh, they're going lose there. control. It, right. And I hope it's good because last week was fire. So I really, oh. I really hope this episode, mm-hmm. the big butt content. I'm, yes, I'm just hoping Pastor doesn't drop yes. the ball here. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not exactly a rack guy. So no, you know what they call him, rack guy, the rack man, the rack, rack oh, man. Rack there man. we go, rack man. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Oh, I just didn't you got up your up. game, up your game. Man, was Brother Lambeth on fire <laughs> or what? Oh man. Yeah, what's your? I may be in Babylon, but Babylon's not in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if you haven't. Heard that one? Go, yeah. go check it mm-hmm. out. We even throw some shade at a sound man in there. Listen to the <laughs> end. Yeah, if you're a sound man, you have, to, you have to listen to the end. Oh, yeah. well, we it, love our sound man. It don't was we? well played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. And yes. go buy one of his books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our we audience has the, really been supporting. YouTube audience uh, reached yep. out. So that link is on our YouTube channel if you want to go check that out. Yes. And uh, buy one of those books and support another missionary through. The ministry of uh, Missionary John John. Yes. All right. So you ready to uh, open the book, the good book? Let's do it. First Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians. Yeah, 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians 7. <clears throat> Verse 25 so says... So we, we have had anybody that knows their Bible and they hear us going to 1 Corinthians 7, especially pastors, are going, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, man, this might be my last episode I listen to King to Speak because yeah. they're, they're going to say something. They're going there. I don't like. Yeah. We, we've got a few folks that have been pretty persistent in um, chirping about wanting to hear our our take on divorce and remarriage, so hold your breath. Oh, oh man. My. Is it today? Oh. Oh, oh yeah. My. Oh. There's a few topics that. Here's my view. I agree with your passion. <laughs> oh, you can't say <laughs> that. Not that early. You can't say that. Oh. I don't I even, agree, I don't even know pastor. if I can stay for it. Yeah. Yeah. But what if... Don't you love that? But what if... Oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> One thing we know, it's very cut and dried. That's why everybody's yeah. on the same page. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's like when somebody <laughs> says, you have to answer me in one word. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. When did you stop beating your wife? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, have you, you've heard that one. Yeah. You remember that was your grandfather that yeah. done that. Yep, yep. Yes or no? So my 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 dad's brother and Salvador. That means Randy is not my son. Um, God Randy, bless brother Salvi. Yes, Sal- brother Salvi. 
Uh, he had a guy in his office that was being, being pretty controversial and edgy and, and just answer me yes or no. And yeah. he said, well, not every question can be answered yes or no. Yes, it can. Every question can be answered yes or no. He said, okay, well, I got a question myself. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, okay. Anytime that something like that happens, right then is when yep. all of the alarms it's on the dash. Not going good. Not going yep. good. Mm-hmm. And so every question can be answered yes or no. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you. What's that? Have you stopped beating your wife? <laughs> oh. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was at that moment he knew. Yeah. He yes. had been had. He stepped so, in the mousetrap. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so. All right. So we're kind of going there, but we're kind of not. We're really not. We're really not. We're going to we're gonna use that as a springboard. Yeah. And, and we're going to get into yeah. some leadership stuff. So go ahead with 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse... 25. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that hath obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. So Paul is writing, and he is clearly addressing what what is still Mm -hmm. to this day a contested topic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And no, we're not here to talk about that, so I hate to disappoint Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. But I want to highlight something that Paul uses to talk about something that is probably almost as controversial, and we are going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And that is judgment calls that have to be Mm. made over situations in in ministry. Mm -hmm. So he's dealing with divorce and remarriage. He's dealing in particular in this verse. Um, I I don't really have anything clear-cut as it relates to the virgins. That's what Paul is saying. I I really don't. Uh, On this particular portion of the discussion, yep. God's not given me mm-hmm. clear direction, mm-hmm. but I have an opinion, mm-hmm. in essence, is mm-hmm. what he's saying. Yeah, And so I want to give my judgment to you mm. on this situation. Um, and so there, there, is, there is this chirping that emerges mm-hmm. that um, out of the gates I disagree with. That's why I want to talk about it. All right. And that is that a preacher is only authorized Hmm. to echo verbatim what the Word of God is saying. Hmm. Hasn't been you saying that, has it, Randy? No. No. He's not even... Look me in the eye. He's not answering in the mic. Look me in the eye. Yes. Did you say it? (laughs) Is that your opinion? It's not yes or no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so immediately people automatically go to the extreme with this, you know, bless God, you're lording over God's inheritance and you can't micromanage and you get, that, that's not what I'm here to talk about. Okay. Yeah. It's like, should I go to McDonald's or Burger King for no, supper kind honestly. of stuff? Yeah. No, 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 no. But there are, if, if it has to be spelt out in scripture verbatim, mm-hmm. do not mm-hmm. engage mm-hmm. in online gambling. Oof. Well, then, okay, I guess I can gamble online. Like, nobody mm. believes that. Yeah. We understand that this book yeah. Yeah. is full of principles oh, yeah. that will govern regardless mm. of the age that we're in. It's mm-hmm. timeless. It's eternal. Yep. So quit trying to handicap your pastor into coming up with s- scriptures that articulate through modern phraseology yeah. today's battle. 
Well, that's right. He can go back to Job and say, I've made a covenant with my eyes that I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Mm -hmm. And that can include Hollywood Mm -hmm. and that can include pornography, whether Mm -hmm. it's digital, whether it's printed online. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we understand that within somewhat of a, of, of, of a context. What we have, what, 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 what the agenda is, is to undermine the efficacy of the role of the man of God. Yeah. If judgment calls were not meet, needed to be made, you mm. and your Bible could figure it out. Right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, I think that's where you're going to find most of it. It's to minimize the role yes. of having spiritual leadership. In your exactly life. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which, which is either being parroted by someone who has an agenda mm-hmm. to find loopholes around of course. certain of course. biblical truths. They don't want you meddling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stay out of my yeah. life, kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, or it's someone that's going. You know, I, I just, I, I just have an overall problem with authority, and I, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't, I don't think you have a right mm-hmm. to do it. Now, the virgins that are there yep. could have said, "Hey, Pastor Paul, if mm-hmm. God hasn't talked to you about this, I don't give a care about your judgment call." Right, <laughs> right. Paul, did you get that? Mm-hmm. Saul. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> Don't drop the ball. <sighs> oh, this is rough. We need a commercial break. <laughs> Time for a call. They did <laughs> not. <laughs> feel like they were not authorized to look at Paul and say, well, it ain't in the Bible. I don't have to do that. I'm not trying to put myself, just so everybody's yeah, clear. Yeah. I'm not yeah. putting myself on the same level as Paul. Save the comments. That's right. Okay? That's right. But I am telling you that a man of God that is anointed not only has the right, I would say the obligation mm-hmm. to pass judgment on situations. Mm-hmm. Your pastor is authorized to look at the Word of God mm-hmm. and to attempt to the best of his ability. He's not only authorized, I believe he's commissioned to do so. Mm-hmm. And it may not even be what every other apostolic church is doing. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's not doing it, wouldn't he not be pastoring? Right. Right. Which again comes back full circle to what we said. You and your Bible could figure it out. If everything you needed to do was explicitly articulated and anybody could read it and figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. When it comes to matter of lifestyle, holiness, judgment calls are needed. Mm -hmm. It's pretty Mm -hmm. basic when it comes to being born again. Mm -hmm. Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission mm-hmm. of your sins. Mm-hmm. Received the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. Pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of judgment calls needed to be made on that. But there are certain parts of your walk with God that if you put the man of God on a leash mm-hmm. and restrict him from being able to pass judgment, you will enter into areas mm-hmm. that could, before it's over, Ultimately, damn your soul. Mm -hmm. You need a man of God that's willing to make a judgment call. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a commandment from the Lord, but I do have Mm -hmm. an opinion Mm -hmm. about what you're doing. Yeah, he said, I give my judgment. I give my judgment. Mm -hmm. I want to give um, another passage of Scripture here and get you to read it for me that just reinforces what we're talking about. Ezekiel chapter 44 and verse 23. Okay. Ezekiel 44, 23. 
and they shall teach my people mm-hmm. the difference between the holy and profane. Okay, he's talking about the priesthood. And cause them to they discern. They shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane. Mm-hmm. Okay. And cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. And that's that's a that's a key right there. Mm-hmm. The, the objective is to go, that's holy, that's not, mm-hmm. that's clean, that's not. But it's also to cultivate within that individual the ability to discern for themselves. Well, yeah. That's kind of like right? giving a man a fish or teaching a man a fish. Right. Yeah. So it's not about, I want to be the um, manager in your life for the rest of your life going, no, son, don't touch that. That's okay. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You're going to have a wonderful life doing that, aren't you? I'm going to pull my pa- hair out. Pastor, do you mind if I take a drink of coffee right now? Mm, or the other side of the cup. Okay. Thank you. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's not what... And, 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 I've, and, and the critics of this would try to paint someone who has, I believe, a biblical mm-hmm. uh, authority... <clears throat> to operate in the capacity that we're talking about. They want to paint us as someone that is that ludicrous. Oh, yeah, we're going to go way off the deep end on the other end. of Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't care. Yeah. As, That's true. As, yeah. Really, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't want yeah. to micromanage people's lives. Yeah. But I for sure yeah. want to have opinions about the things that I'm supposed to have mm-hmm. opinions about. Mm-hmm. And if something is clean, it's only right mm-hmm. that the that, that the people know it. And if something is unclean, it's only right that they know it. Mm-hmm. So you show them, this is clean, this is not, this is holy, this is not. Yep. And in Then you teach them mm-hmm. to discern it right? so that when 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 you're on the job, you can go, well, I just don't, some don't feel right about that. Why? I remember pastor talking about that a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to stay clear of that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. But that's not all that a pastor does. Mm-hmm. Read the next verse. And in controversy. And in what? Controversy. Oh, so there Let's was even controversy. Controversy. Yeah. They what? shall stand in judgment. So in in controversy, the priest mm-hmm. was supposed to stand up. All of these words are important. Mm-hmm. Take a stand, man. Mm-hmm. While everybody else is trying to figure out how, what, what's the right thing to do in yeah. this moment, I wonder. I, w- I wonder what's holy. What, what's what's a, what's a righteous judgment in this moment? Mm-hmm. The priest is supposed to go. Hey, in controversy, this is the judgment call that I am making. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is you and your Bible can't make it at that moment. You've got to have a man of God mm-hmm. who can stand and knows how to stand in controversy and pass a judgment call. Yeah. Okay. Not only do you need it, that's that's his obligation. That's his responsibility. When he was put into the priesthood, that's what he was put into the priesthood to do. Teach the difference between the holy and the profane. Cultivate an ability to discern in the people, between the holy and the profane, and then whenever a controversy arises, don't be quiet, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth and say something. Mm-hmm. God forbid that our pulpits are going quiet. Mm-hmm. We need to pass judgment. God knows we're living in a controversial day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, amen to that. This is going to give us lots of ratings this week. Oh, so yeah. when we go back, 
He says, now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment. How does he give his judgment? And this is, this is really... As one... That what we want to talk about. That has obtained mercy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Of the Lord to be faithful. Mm-hmm. I am passing my judgment. Now, this is key. Not from a vantage point of superiority... That's right, and this is where this balances out, right? Right. Not from a vantage point of holier-than-thou, mm-hmm. top-down, dogmatic, you no good for nothing. No. Mm-hmm. I am making a judgment call on this controversial topic. How? As That's one yep. that has obtained mercy. Mm-hmm. If whoever is passing judgment forgets Oh man! That they've had to obtain mercy in the past. Mm-hmm. It changes the tone of the judgment. It sure does. It sure does. If the man of God that's mm-hmm. making the judgment in the controversial moment forgets that in his life he's needed mercy, yeah. It changes the tone of the judgment. Mm-hmm. That needs to be the government. And Paul is revealing this. Uh, when I step out, and this is so important, when I step out beyond mm-hmm. what is explicitly laid out in Scripture and begin to pass my judgment, I have to do it mm-hmm. from a standpoint of one that has obtained mercy. It's kind of like working with someone, working with a superior who has done the same job that you're doing. So yes. when they ask you to do something, they know what it's like, and they know what they're mm-hmm. asking you to do because they've been there before. Like, it's different than someone who parachutes into a high level of authority, and you know, just like you're, like you're saying right now, it changes the tone significantly. Okay, without it, judgment becomes harsh, oh. cold, calculated, brutal. It it yeah. it, it becomes critical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The objective of it, the tone of the judgment. And, mm-hmm. and and nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. It behooves us all. Mm-hmm. You hear me? It behooves us all. Pastors, it behooves us. Husbands, fathers, business leaders, mm-hmm. it behooves us all that when the need arises, that we make the judgment. Don't be mealy-mouthed. Make the judgment. Mm-hmm. But we need to make it based on the mercy that we've obtained from the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think it's within this context that we need to be the first to embrace, thank God, that he sent us a man Mm. to lead us. Not an angel, not someone that we couldn't relate to, but he sent someone to lead us that needs the very same thing we do. Mm -hmm. All points tempted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Our advocate. Yeah. So good. You know, I I can remember a few years ago, quite a few years ago, um... You're already laughing. He doesn't even know what I'm talking about. I can remember quite a few years ago. Yes. I can remember before you were back Boy. in my day. I was noticing it in service, a side note, but in service we sang, I think, a couple older songs in service on Sunday. Yes. And you can just look across the... The divide? The, no, the front sections of youth. Of course. 
they're all just waiting for the words to come up on the screen because they have yeah. no like, idea. They're like, is this a new song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some amazing Grace. Yeah. And pastor's up there trying to get the musicians like, no, this is how it goes. Yeah, forget <laughs> it. Follow the signs. Yeah. One, four, two, five. Yeah. Young kids. You whippersnappers. I can remember when I um, was quiz master mm-hmm. in, in, our, in our local um, quizzing department. Sure, here. Some Bible quizzers in the audience. Ah, yes. We love mm-hmm. Bible quizzers. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the most difficult things for me as a Bible quizzer mm-hmm. was handing down a decision that I knew <laughs> that quizzer was hoping, 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 hoping that I was going to rule it in their favor. Yeah. So do you know what it did? It tempered the decision making process. Mm-hmm. Quizmasters who have never quizzed, yeah, there you go. That's a good example. Very easily yeah. stray into mm-hmm. a mode of quiz mastering. That they don't understand the pressure of sitting on the mm. other side of that table. Mm. So yep. I remember what it was like, and if anything, I had the I had the temptation to rule softly, to mm. judge softly, because I knew very well what it was like to see that quizmaster go back and listen to that recording and and and, and be mm. going. Boy, I hope I hope I said that <laughs> quotation exactly <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It just feels different when you have needed mercy before. It feels different yeah. when you're in a position. Yeah. That is why <clears throat> Galatians, and I mean, we could just go on and on here. The Word of God reinforces this repeatedly, but Galatians says, if you see a brother overtaken in a fault, ye which yeah. are spiritual, yep. restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering yep. yourself, thyself, <laughs> lest okay. thou also be mm-hmm. tempted. Mm-hmm. There's just something about people that have obtained mercy when they pass judgment there's exceptions but mm-hmm. by and large when they pass judgment they do it with a mm-hmm. different tone mm-hmm. every relationship that's developed every position that is occupied every act of worship that is expressed it all needs to be done from the vantage point of one that has obtained mercy yeah exactly right Mm-hmm. I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be in the position that I'm in. I don't deserve to have the church uh, that I'm privileged to lead. I don't deserve mm. to have men in my life, leaders in my life. I'm, I don't deserve it. That'll change your worship, won't it? It, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Love is one that has obtained mercy. Forgive mm-hmm. is one that has obtained mercy. Trust like one that has obtained mercy. Pray like one has obtained mm-hmm. mercy. Shout mm-hmm. like one that has obtained mercy. Dance. It, it changes everything. Give. Yep. Lead. Yep. Yeah, as of one as of one that has obtained mercy, Lamentations chapter three and verse twenty one um, gives a it, it's it's an incredible scripture that is nestled away in a pretty oh man, gloomy, tough stuff here. Doomy passages and 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 laments. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. So this is how I have hope. I have to call this back to my mind. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Oh. Because his compassions fail not. Yes. They are new every morning. Yes. Great is thy faithfulness. Without mercy, I have zero hope. Yeah. None. <laughs> None. So when you pass judgment without the factoring in of mercy, it's mm-hmm. hopeless. You're right. You're right, it is. And the people that are on the receiving end of the judgment call. It kills hope. And so Paul is setting quite a high bar here for us 
as it relates to when you get into those areas mm -hmm. that require those, those contentious, mm -hmm. controversial mm -hmm. areas that require us to make judgment calls. Mm -hmm. When you get there, mm -hmm. don't forget to factor in mercy. That's right. That's right. Now, Paul also wrote about this, this thing called mercy in mm -hmm. Romans chapter 9. That's right. And so uh, I want us to go there and unpack this a little farther. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Uh, and I will have You know, compassion. at any point, at any point that you think someone's gone too far, that, yeah, that, that you that, don't want to give him mercy. Scripture, that kind of, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Okay. Do you remember, uh, and we've mentioned this before, but one of the many sermons that I suppose I would never forget is um, Bishop Alvier preaching about fine threads. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. And do you remember him talking about that scripture and saying, don't come to me and tell me there's no hope for someone. He said, if they, if they, if they can be in the building, wow, there's hope for them. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. And all they gotta be is here. If they're there in the building, there's hope. That's for really them. good. Right? Wow. God seems pretty um, determined on maintaining His sovereignty over mercy. Yeah, it's almost like he's defensive of it. Yeah, I'll have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. that's my area. That's not your area. That's mine. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, it and wasn't it, our idea. Yes. If it was up to us. <laughs> oh, man. If it was up to us, <laughs> mercy would be freely given in some cases and, and, and withheld in others. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go on. He says it in verse 16, <clears throat> Romans chapter 9. So then... It is not of him that willeth, yes, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. So you can't, you can't will it, and you can't, you can't, you can't perform it. Mm -hmm. It is ultimately God, God that shows it. Yeah, He shows mercy. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then in verse seventeen, mm -hmm. it is like he just throws in this example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Again, remember, we're talking in Romans. Yep. And Paul reaches all the way back, and he grabs an example in verse 17. For the Scripture saith unto Pharaoh... For the Scripture saith unto Pharaoh... Mm -hmm. Okay. Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, mm. that I may, might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Okay. So here he goes and says, for the purpose... For this purpose, I have raised up Pharaoh. Now, that has predestined overtones to it. Yeah, it does. You're it right. Would, it would seem yeah. like from reading that, that Pharaoh was born for the purpose, mm -hmm. raised up for the purpose, that God may show his power in him. Okay? Mm-hmm. So really, at that point, it kind of seems like, man, it'd be a bad deal to be Pharaoh. Poor old Pharaoh right, didn't yeah. even have a chance. He was born for this purpose. Well, you don't you don't believe that it was predestined? Yeah. So let's talk about <laughs> predestination <laughs> for a minute. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is what this is what I believe. I really do believe that the overall will of God will ultimately be done in every case. Yes, for sure. God's will mm -hmm. will ultimately be yep. done. I'm talking yep. 
I'm talking eternal overview. Yep. I'm not talking micromanaged individual roles. I'm talking the overall will of God will be done. Mm-hmm. The will of God, let's, let's talk Calvary. The will of God mm-hmm. was that Jesus Christ would go to Calvary as our, as our atoning sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The devil hated it. The religious system hated it. Mm-hmm. The devil fought it. But it doesn't matter. The overall plan of God was fulfilled. Okay? It's impossible to talk about this without bringing up Judas. That's right. So in the, in the overall scheme of God's will being accomplished, as it relates to Calvary, mm-hmm. it's centered on there being a betrayer. Yep. Someone had to betray Jesus Christ to set it up. Mm-hmm. The variable was it didn't have to be Judas. Wow. That's right. Okay? Mm-hmm. It was Judas, mm-hmm. but it was Judas because Satan entered Judas, mm-hmm. and, Satan, or, and, and Judas used his free will. Mm-hmm to volunteer for a predetermined position. So positions are predetermined in the overall, uh, if I could say it that way, positions are predetermined in the overall grinding out of the will of God. That's right, yep. Who fulfills the role is the variable. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and we're really just giving this a high-altitude overview here. But Paul highlights this with Pharaoh, and... We see here, and so this is what I just want to highlight with this, that Pharaoh is not a person. It's a position. (laughs) That's true. Joseph. It's like saying the president. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. There arose another Pharaoh Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. that Mm -hmm. knew not Joseph. What do you mean another Pharaoh? That's right. Yep. Okay. The individual that ascended to that role became the pharaoh for that period of time or the president for that period of time or the prime minister. So I believe that when God says here, and Paul is referring to it, that I have raised up a pharaoh, Mm -hmm. this is the purpose I raised thee up, this is the reason that position exists. And if it wasn't the pharaoh that willingly engaged in what Paul is referring to here with Moses' encounter, mm-hmm. then it would have been another one. It would have been a pharaoh. That's right. That was predetermined. Which man that stepped into that office? It would have been a president. But I'm just not sure it would have been Joe. We can we can hear our <laughs> we can hear from our American friends oh, on that. Oh let's not get into American politics today. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great point, though. It's a position. It's a role. It's a role. Judas played the role of betrayer. That's exactly right. <clears throat> hmm Okay? Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you see this, Exodus chapter 5 and verse 1, and I'll just refer to it so that you can uh, stay ready for the next passage of Scripture. But afterwards, Moses and Aaron went and said to Pharaoh, the Pharaoh that ultimately... This Pharaoh, yeah. Okay? That's right bought into it. You can see here where this Pharaoh used his free will. Mm -hmm. Okay? Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? That I should obey his voice and let Israel Mm -hmm. go. I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go go. Buddy, you just signed up right You're there. Right. <laughs> At that moment, 
<clears throat> the God of the Old Testament just went, cha-ching, we got our man. Here he is. Mm -hmm. And he is going to lead this into what will ultimately become deliverance for the people of God. Okay? And so it's in this context, in verse 18, he says what? He says, therefore, hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Oh, God. Hmm. Okay? I want to make sure I'm on the right side of God when it comes to that. I don't, I don't want to be the one that he is hardening. Mm -hmm. I want to be the mm -hmm. one that he's multiplying mercy to. Wow. Okay? Mm. And so this is the setting that, that we can't look at God and say, verse 19, he says, Thou wilt say then unto me, Why, why doth, doth he yet mm -hmm. find fault? <clears throat> For who hath resisted his will? See, this is where I'm saying, ultimately the overall will of God will be done. It will. Mm -hmm. Nay. But, O man, mm -hmm. who art thou that repliest against God? Mm. Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay mm -hmm. of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God... This, willing this is awesome, man. To show his wrath and to make his power known, mm. endured with much long suffering, the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. So what if God, what if, he just yeah. throws out this. What a portion of scripture. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Paul's mind, you know. Mm -hmm. What if God just, in order to make his power known, was extra long suffering with the vessels of wrath? Sure. They're ultimately fitted for destruction. But during that period of long suffering, people can get caught up in the fact that, man, these vessels of wrath, they, you, you, oh, you, yeah. you, you can do this and get by. Yeah, it's great. Why would he be doing it? Verse 23. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, mm. which he had afore prepared unto glory, mm. even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but huh. also of the Gentiles. Wow. So... You see here where God wants to. God wants to maintain, express mm -hmm. sovereignty mm -hmm. over His mercy. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if you use your free will wisely, you can be the recipient yep. of said mercy. Mm -hmm. So now it, it, it's like, what what did this have to do with how we started? Well, no, mm -hmm. this this all. This all meshes into what the statement that Paul is making. I, as the leader of the church mm -hmm. in Corinth, mm -hmm. am I'm forced to make a decision mm -hmm. here. That's right. And I and, and I want you to know that I'm not rushing headlong into this, riding my authoritative horse, so to speak, cracking the whip. No. No. Not at all. I'm making <clears throat> this statement. This judgment call, as one that has obtained mercy, mm -hmm. and that God that I obtained mercy from will have mercy on who he will have mercy. Mm -hmm. And that God will deal with a Pharaoh that makes judgment calls 
without factoring in mercy, he'll deal with him and harden him. You see, mm-hmm. you see how he's 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 weaving this network of thought yeah. in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now he's pointing us back to the account of Pharaoh and and ultimately Moses bringing the children of Israel mm-hmm. out of Egypt. And I want you to, to notice is uh, and, and read for me Exodus 33 and verse 17. Because he is referring to this in Romans chapter 9. 33, 17 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight. And I know thee by name. Oh, that, we could talk about that. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Mm. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before mm. thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, mm. and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And get this, I will be gracious. So this is where this is where Paul got that. I will have mercy upon whom I will have mercy. Mm-hmm. He's 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 anchoring this. In, in this ancient text mm-hmm. in Exodus, mm-hmm. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And will show mercy uh-huh. on whom I will show mercy. Uh-huh. And he but, said, mm-hmm. thou canst not see my face. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that. Not, I don't know if we'll get into that today. Maybe we'll end up doing um, a second episode on this. Here comes another series, everybody. Oh. Another series. Okay. So... Um, this is where we're finding the Old Testament counterpart to what Paul. Yeah. Paul's not just arbitrarily grabbing. <laughs> no, I will have mercy upon whom I will have mercy. No, he, he's tying it back and going, I'm anchoring this. This is my judgment call. Mm-hmm. I'm anchoring this in something I've observed in the past. Okay? Yeah. In, in, a, in a legal context, precedent. it's precedent mm-hmm. that has been established. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, just as an interesting side note, some theological... Scholars have labeled this particular passage of Scripture to be one of the most mystical really, in the Bible. Because it, it, it gets into, um, there's a place by me, and I will hide you in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you, and I will... Cover. Let, yeah. And yeah. you can see my hinder parts, but my face you cannot see in glory and blah, blah, blah. It's quite a... Okay. Mm. So we, we may have time to talk about that in a future a future episode. So here we are... Um, and this this conversation is taking place in Exodus 33 mm. between between Moses going up the mountain and yep. receiving the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and and he he is where where the law is 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 presented to him, mm-hmm. and 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 there and and these people have just come out of Egypt. 400 years that's affected their mm. their ability to I, I think I think slavery and and man we're getting all kinds of ideas here but really I think slavery um, is, is 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 as much psychological as physical yeah, yeah. Sure. and so when you come out of the world the easy, the easiest thing in the world is to get you out of Egypt mm-hmm. you spend the rest of of your existence getting Egypt out of you Ooh. boom boom Overnight, you got to stop thinking like a slave. Yes, mm. overnight mm. they came mm. out of Egypt. 
for the next 40 years, Mm -hmm. Moses Mm -hmm. continually was trying to go, no, let's not think like that. (laughs) Because you can't think like that and go into the promised land. Right? That's right. That's right. So this is the context of um, this particular, Mm -hmm. show me your glory. Mm -hmm. Okay? But what we find is that Moses knew what he was asking for. Exodus 24 and 15, Moses goes up the mount, the cloud covers the mount, and the glory of the Lord abode atop Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. Covered it six days. Mm-hmm. You got it there? Yep. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out yeah. of the midst of the cloud. Yes. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. Now, now, with, without spending too much time here, I, I want you to notice this. From a distance, the glory of God can mm-hmm. be defined and is often defined as something mm-hmm. that Moses himself doesn't define it as being in it. Moses steps into the glory of God. Mm-hmm. But a people who who had who had not stepped into that dimension and only observed glory from a distance likened what they were observing mm-hmm. as a consuming fire. That's right. Devouring fire. Right? Mm -hmm. And I think that contributes to what ultimately sets up for the idolatrous formation of the the molten image Hmm. is, notice what the people said. (laughs) Our leader has gone up on this mountain, and and we we don't know what has become of him. So they're telling you here, we already feel like it's a consuming, Mm. devouring fire, and we watched Moses step into it. There's no Mm. way that he could come out of that. So now we're leaderless. So you see how yeah. too much distance between you and the glory of God, mm-hmm. it's better to be in it than just observing it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, it's a participation sport. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well yeah. said. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exodus 32 and 1 mm-hmm. is where we just referred to that. And the people saw that Moses delayed to come down. Yep. Out of the mount. The people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, oh. which shall go before us. As as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what has become of him. Now, can can you, if, if you can envision this, and it's a mind warp, mm-hmm. on top of the mountain, the glory of God is there. Moses is so... In, is, 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 is so immersed Mm -hmm. in the glory of God that he's not needing to eat, drink, right? When he comes down the mountain, his face is shining with such intensity Mm -hmm. that he has to veil Mm -hmm. his very face, Mm -hmm. okay? It is possible to be within eyesight of the glory of God and slip into idolatry. Wow. That's something to think about, isn't it? It's pretty close. Proximity to glory will not keep you from yeah. mm-hmm. sliding into idolatry. Hmm. Hmm. Okay? At the bottom of the very mountain where God is revealing himself, he is revealing to Moses the governing system mm-hmm. that we're still using to Big this stuff. Day. Ten stuff. commandments. He's revealing the tabernacle plan. He is seeing things, if we could borrow Paul's colloquialisms, 
he's seeing things that aren't even lawful, mm-hmm. maybe to be uttered unto man in totality. Okay? And at the base of the mountain, the people of God are watching their clocks. Mm-hmm. And the moment that the clock strikes 10, boom. No Moses. We've got no Moses. No. Make us gods. Mm-hmm. And they cross into idolatry. Mm-hmm. It is so much more important to be in the glory than simply observing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So read verse 7, would you, of Exodus chapter 32? Verse 7 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, mm-hmm. Go, get thee down, mm-hmm. for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, mm-hmm. have corrupted themselves. <laughs> Moses is like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So it's my fault all of a sudden. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So God is telling him, this is your people, go down and fix it. Mm-hmm. Now, verse 9. Verse 9 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I've seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. <laughs> now therefore let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot oh. against them, that I may consume them. Now, now, now I, I don't know. I had this discussion um, recently with some of our, our um, church leaders here. One thing with Scripture that I personally struggle with mm-hmm. is properly interpreting the tone mm-hmm. that something is said in. Mm-hmm. Okay? What was the tone that Jesus was using when, when I believe it was the Pharisees that came and said, we've never heard a man speak with such authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? What what was he saying or doing? Because it's recorded what he was saying. It's that's recorded right. what he, he was teaching. Read the scrolls. There's yeah. a tone to authority. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing personally that I'm like, God, help me get the right tone of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Not even just the context. The yes, yes, yeah. the right tone of Scripture. I, I highly, highly doubt that Jesus was going into the temple with braided whip. And going, now I'm telling you what, boys, stop it. I'm going to turn your table over and I'm going to crack this whip right by your head. Boy, don't make me do it. (laughs) Something tells me that that's not what he was doing, Mm -hmm. right? Don't make me say this again. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's there's a tone, Mm -hmm. okay? What was the tone of this passage when God is looking at Moses and saying, I will wax hot. Those are big words. You know, like I, I know the tone that I use when I'm waxing hot. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's not. Now, I sure wish you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> That's really not the tone that I have when I'm waxing hot. Okay? And, and I think that we, we see more of this. Now, God had a plan. There are stiff-necked people. Leave me alone. Yep, that my wrath may wax hot. And I may consume them. Okay. Yeah. So he's pretty wound up. Yeah. And then Moses, I'll make of thee a great nation. We're going to start all over. We're going to start just me and you. Yeah. You were in the glory with me. Me and you. Yeah. 
You loved it. I yeah. loved it. These people, these yeah. bunch of heathen, stiff neck, no good for nothing people at the bottom. Let's go wipe them all out. Let's just do this all again. All right. I'll start with you. <laughs> now, what did Moses do in verse 11? And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord. Another translation says, Moses implored the Lord. Why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Ah, reverse 14. He does. He does. And it was a successful exchange because look at verse 14. Yep. And the Lord repented (laughs) of the evil (laughs) which he thought to do to his people. He did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they have this exchange. Moses cools God down. Mm-hmm. Quite a feat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay? Quite a feat. Moses, if we can go back so that we're not forgetting, mm-hmm. Moses is standing in a moment of controversy having to make a judgment call. Yes. Well said. That's right. What do I do? I'm, make, I'm passing judgment here. God will wipe the people out and start, start all over with me. Mm-hmm. I need to make a judgment call. God, please. And, and God repents. Moses turns around, mm-hmm. goes down the mountain, mm-hmm. verse 15. And uh, has the, the two tables of the testimony were in his hands. Their tables were written on both sides, and on one side and the other they were written. And, and the tables 19. were the work of God. Verse 19 says, It came to pass as soon as he came nigh into the camp and saw the calf <laughs> and the dancing, Moses' okay. anger. So now... Yeah. He is seeing for the first time what God had saw. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't see it before. No. God saw it. Now he came <clears throat> here and he saw it. Mm-hmm. Threw them iPads on the ground. He <laughs> did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's it say? Moses? He waxed hot. Oh. He got he got he the just... same old God problem thing going on there. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His anger burned hot, mm-hmm. and he threw the tables boom, out of his hand mm-hmm. and broke them. Okay. That's arguably mm-hmm. a man that's, that's borderline out of control. He was mad. He was... He was... <laughs> he was thrown down. My Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... First, God's mad. Mm-hmm. Moses, Moses gets down. God cooled down. Yep. Then Moses gets mad. Yep. But I want you to notice this. God was God. <laughs> when God gets mad, He wants to wipe out the people. Mm-hmm. When Moses gets mad, He just breaks the stone. It is much better mm. to deal with a mad Moses Ooh. than a mad God. <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> Listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to take your pick, right? If you got a pick, yeah. Between which you'd rather have, a hot Moses is a whole lot better than a hot God. Mm hmm. Yeah. Think about As that. one that has obtained mercy. And that really is the setup. Mm hmm. Because then in 32 and 30, Mm-hmm. What Moses does he said say? unto the people, "Yes, ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure, I shall make an atonement for your sin. Yes, 
Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, this people. Oh, this people. Oh, this people. <laughs> have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book. Which now, brother, he is talking to a God that he just spent 40 days mm-hmm. saturated in his presence. Mm-hmm. He just heard that God say, I'm so mad I'll wipe them out. Mm-hmm. If anybody knew that God meant business, Moses knew that God meant business. And Moses still said, the judgment that I'm passing on this situation, God, is this. If you're going to wipe them out, you got to wipe me out too. Mm-hmm. Wow. How dare he talk to God that way? Mm-hmm. Later on, you find Moses when God is talking to him about God's frustrated with the people, and, and the people are wanting to go in, wanting to go mm-hmm. in. Finally, God says, just tell them to go in, man. Go on in. And God mm-hmm. said, Moses says to God, I got one question. Are you going? Because <laughs> if you're not going, I'm not going. Like That's quite a thing to have that kind of a mm-hmm. open communication with God mm-hmm. that you would speak to God like that. Yeah, yeah. Because he could have just said, you know what? Let him go. March him right into the mill. That's right? exactly right. Mm-hmm. Do you know mm-hmm. why I believe he was talking to God that way? Why? Because he had needed mercy before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was what it's like. And as we as we kind of wrap this up, Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, I'm not eloquent. I can't talk. I'm slow of speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Verse 11. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Yeah. Now therefore go, I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him who... So God responds to his initial argument, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And Moses just comes back again, but I can't. Mm -hmm. Please send someone else. And what Mm -hmm. does it say in verse 14? says in verse 13, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, <laughs> Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. Okay. He got, he got, Moses knew what it was like to be on the other end of a mad, of a mad God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at verse 24, mm-hmm. at a particular lodging place on the way, the Lord met him and sought to put him <laughs> to death, was going to kill him. Okay, Mm -hmm. the very reason that Moses was coming to the defense of the people of God was because he knew what it was like to be in a wilderness with a mad God himself. Wow. And so the judgment that he was passing, he was passing it from the vantage point of one Mm -hmm. that had obtained mercy. He said, boy, I know what that feels like. (laughs) So... Child of God, you, you, don't, you don't want a pastor that won't make a judgment call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to thank God you have a pastor that makes a judgment call. Yeah. But for sure, it needs to be made from, as Paul said, the vantage point of one that has obtained mercy. Moses, I know what it's like to need mercy. Paul, yeah, I know what it's like to need mercy. Mm-hmm. For me and the church that I'm privileged to pastor, I know what it's like to make to to to, to need mercy. Mm-hmm. So in those moments, 
when we have to speak, as Paul did in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, about an issue that does not clearly, is not clearly articulated in mm. Scripture, and we have to make a judgment call on it. In those moments, do it as one that has obtained mercy. For truly, it is of the Lord's mercies. We're not. That we are not consumed.